Last time on Montreal Sauce. Nicole Belanger. I really hope I said that right. And I'm sorry, Nicole, if I did not. Nicole-Belanger.com. Wow. Yes. So Bitten Bang says if he talked to others how he talks to himself, he'd probably get shot. <laughs> He's in America, obviously. Yes, um, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was great. I'm so glad that uh, Nicole took the time uh, to do that. Yeah, that was wonderful. So what have you been doing? What's going on with you? What is going on with me? Well, um, one of the things that I will mention for the live folks, because uh, I don't think that this will be posted in time, but... Uh, I didn't finish one today, and I really need to uh, get on that. But uh, I've been working on SomedayInFeb.org, um, the made-up holiday by me, nice. Someday. So um, I've got a lot of posts up there for to give people ideas. My basic uh, premise is that um, we all have our to-do list, and we have those things that uh, no matter how we organize them, we have those things that we prioritize that we need to get done now. And then we throw those other things in a throwaway list that we call the someday list. Yeah. And so on the third, uh, is it the Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) The third, the 21st of, uh, this February is what I've declared to be someday. And that's the day where you prioritize something on your someday list. And so, um, at that website, I've got some ideas of things that you can do so that you can be successful and some other ideas. Um, someone actually on Cupcake, uh, Brandon, actually said to me, like, he enjoys, this is the post that I'm working on now, but he uh, he likes the idea, but he says it's, he said it's kind of like Thanksgiving in the fact that, like, Thanksgiving, if you set aside the the uh, historical bit of the holiday, is a day where people sit around and they say, well, let's, let's mention things that we want to give thanks to. And he's like, it's kind of ridiculous that you only do that one day of the year. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, I like your idea about bringing a someday thing up forward, but it's kind of silly that you're doing it one day a year. <laughs> sure. And I'm like, that's... It's a fair point, but um, I think my problem is, and I think a lot of people is when you make a list, whether it's physical or just mental for stuff that you want to do on some day, um, it ends up being a throwaway list. Like you're never going to do those things on the right. someday list right. until until they become a priority. Like you're like, oh, someday, you know, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to repaint the playroom for the girls. And then like, you're just like, but I'm not going to do it now. There's too many other things. And then, you know, water damage or something happens and you have to, it becomes a priority. It's not a someday fun thing anymore. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of doing with the made up holiday is like, I just want to, you know, you can get those things on that list done. And I'm pretty sure you'll be pretty happy because it's something you thought you'd never get done. Yeah, yeah. I also kind of think like it, you could you could start a larger project 
on that day as well. Like you've got a someday project that you want to, you know, maybe it's this side thing and you know, it's going to take more than a day, but you've never concretely said, well, I'm going to start working on that. And this is the thing that I'm going to do. You could use, uh, the 21st to, um, to sit down and do that first thing, the first bit of it and get the ball rolling. And that might, just create enough momentum that you can keep doing it into the rest of the year. Um, but hopefully you're, you, I think hopefully you're coming up with something that is, you know, a small enough unit that you do get something done in that day. Right. Yeah. And, um, one of the things I'm adding to this post that, uh, I should have up tomorrow, um, to as Brandon was saying and as you're saying like I have had a couple people say you know this project that I want to do is not going to be done in a day like you're saying um there's a really uh great website um called give it 100 um so it's just give it and the number 100.com and on that website um you can sign up or you can just peruse what other people are doing and you just you start like a project and you give it a hundred days straight. So mm. I don't know if you have to do them in sequence, but so people have a video like, you know, they sometimes they keep a video diary on that site. Like, so I'm going to, you know, learn how to play the ukulele. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so they just post a like sort of a video diary like a hundred times and you can see their progression. And so I think that's a really awesome idea for a site. And, uh, it seems pretty inspiring to like peruse some of those things to realize like what people can accomplish in a hundred days. Cause mm -hmm. you often think like, I just don't have the time to do something like that. And it happens really quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just, we kind of talked about this a little bit with uh, with Nicole, but uh, you get into that, you start thinking about your someday list, and and there might you might even be in that position where there's just so much stuff on it, you can't even you're sort of paralyzed. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even right. know which of these things I want to do. None of them is really more important than any of the others. I don't have any compulsion to do any of them, but I know I would like to do them all someday. Um, well, someday the, the national someday holiday is the day where you're just going to pick one and, uh, and start doing it so that you can feel good about having, having taken care of it or at least having moved the needle on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I've been focusing a lot on the site about like picking something that you can finish so that it's a success and you can feel like you did something, but, um, that's that's one way to look at it. Like you said, sometimes it's just all about accomplishing it in the first place or starting it in the first place. So mm -hmm. for sure. So what have you been up to? Uh, Oh, let's see. I, um, uh, I sold off my chunk of a company that I started a couple of years ago. That was kind of right. that was kind of cool and a little bit uh, a little bit crazy, <laughs> kind of unexpected. But I was doing this. Uh, um, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show 
before. No, the co-op. The yeah. co-op, yeah. Um, well, a, a long, long time ago, a long time ago in internet years, I did... In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I did this, uh, uh, I helped build uh, the West Michigan Co-op, which was a, um online farmer's market uh, that farmers would go online, they'd list all the stuff they have to sell, uh, and then the customers could go online and uh, and put together an order, and then one day a month, um, all of the customers would show up. All the farmers would show up. They'd exchange the goods. Um, sometimes customers could buy extra stuff there because everybody was there. Um, and then we would manage like the checkout process and make sure everybody got paid. And that was a nonprofit, um, which uh, I. Got paid a little bit here and there. Uh, I got paid mostly to host the server and run it. Um, but then after my involvement with that was done, uh, one of my um, uh, one of my friends through that and I decided to uh, do the same thing but for restaurants because there's a number of restaurants, at least in the Grand Rapids area, who um, who want to be able to buy local. And it's kind of a pain because they either have to um, know the people already or they have to kind of do a lot of research to figure out what um, what farms in the area they can buy stuff from, who's licensed to sell what, and like do they have the right kind of license that they could use that food um, in, a, in a restaurant setting, right? So um, – we used some of the connections that we had and did a second version of the co-op called FarmLink, um, which was specifically for uh, restaurants and institutions. Um, and so we've been doing that for about three years. And um, we got an investor a couple of years ago, two years ago. Um, and... Ultimately, it kind of came down to philosophical differences of how they wanted – everybody agreed that we wanted to grow the business, but we all had kind of different ideas on how we wanted to grow the business. Um, and so the investor and my uh, now former partner um, decided that they needed to do it one way and uh, I needed um, – I either needed it to happen a different way or I needed to be um, done in some, on some level with it. So uh, they bought my shares from me uh, and they I'm still involved in the sense that I will continue to help them uh, with programming and I'm still um, – I, I've set it up on a server that's theirs, but I'm kind of the person that knows how to run it right now. Uh, so they will uh, – they'll – They'll pay me some amount to uh, kind of keep the lights on on the server side um, until either they figure out another way to do it or they can uh, maybe hire me full time someday. Um, but I, we just had different ideas on, on how the business needed to grow and what needed to happen to make that to make it happen faster than it is happening. Uh, or than it, than it has been happening. And so um, everybody's amicable, am, amicable, amicable. Uh, <laughs> everybody's happy with the arrangement as it is now. Um, 
and uh, and that's good because it's been kind of one of those things where the last I don't know six months or so I've just been very uneasy about my um, about my involvement with it. Not not because I didn't like the business, but just because it wasn't doing what I felt like it needed to do, and I also felt like for how much I was theoretically invested in it, I couldn't push it any further from where I was sitting either. So, um, right. You didn't, you didn't have like the connections to other countries where you could bring in the slaves and expand the business into slavery as well. I get it. Precisely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the direction you wanted to go. Right. That's the direction. That's the direction I wanted to go really was, uh, food is great, but people, human trafficking. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all the people are locally sourced. (laughs) Nice. It's terrible. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm so sad I went there. We just had this good discussion on the last half of the show. Such levity. And then I ruin it. <laughs> Boom. Hey, does Grand Rapids have uh totally unrelated in in every way except the fact that the word restaurant is there, but um <laughs> Does Grand Rapids have like a delivery service like separate from restaurants? That's oh oh uh, where like you can have this delivery service go to a particular restaurant, but they're yeah. not affiliated with any yeah. given restaurant. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm aware of. It's an interesting business model. There's some a group that does that here. It's kind of curious. <laughs> I think you can use like Task Rabbit for that, but I don't know that. Anybody uh, does. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I think you can probably use Uber for that too. Drive <laughs> <laughs> here and pick up my food and bring it to me. That's right. Uh, and then yeah. make me feel bad about myself when you get here. Yes. That's that's true. That's a good service. Now that now you've taken it up a notch. <laughs> We're not going to just deliver your food. I'm going to hand you. I'm going to deliver you food and judgment. Yes. So I went to McDonald's for you. Here's your large fry and your 20-piece McNugget. Right. And would you like me to stick around and take you to the hospital afterwards or? (laughs) Right. I got you an extra four-piece because let's admit it, you're not going to stop with 20. (laughs) Don't worry, that's on me. <laughs> I also picked up a diabetes meter for you. Oh, boy. So you can <laughs> test that after you've eaten. Yep. Here's Food some fill strips for your glucose that's like a, meter. That was a... Who was it besides Chris Farley? Who was in that um, Saturday Night Live sketch? Oh, I think it was Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, it was like an infomercial for losing weight. And he's like, it's no crazy diet. They just had everyone talking like a normal infomercial. They don't tell you anything about it. And then (laughs) eventually, like, 
Chris Farley comes up there and he's like, I want you to, you know, tell them about um, how you've been doing in our program. And he's like, oh, it works really great. Actually, Alec here is my sponsor. And so what I do is I say, man, I could really go for a pizza and I call Alec up and then Alec comes to my house to support me and he beats the living shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) And then Alec Baldwin's like, that's right. (laughs) No diets, no nothing. You want to lose weight? I will come to your house and I will beat you if you eat that cookie. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's not, uh, PC either. <laughs> it's not the diet you need, but it's the diet you deserve. Boom. <laughs> so, uh, not a lot of Doctor Who going on if we move to entertainment, but, uh, recently there was, I mean, it's only been like a year and I think we have to wait another year now that this mm-hmm. happened, but there was recently a Venture Brothers <laughs> special. <laughs> um and I think it was an hour long. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, the last time the Venture Brothers were on TV was also a special, I believe. It wasn't a full season and uh it's kind of something that one of those like ideas I wrote down like I'm on a blog about someday and put a note in and now when I look at it I'm like what was I going to say? But <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those things like from our film background and animation as well, like it takes a long time to make that kind of stuff, but there's also a little something called momentum. And so the last time they had a special, I watched it and it was okay, but there was no momentum because the last time they were on was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, I don't know if I was, it was better or I was just able to appreciate it more because I haven't seen it, but it was, uh, it was quite entertaining. (laughs) Hmm. I think, I think I enjoyed it because they sort of, um, in an hour special, they sort of flipped um, some of the plot of the show like completely. So when the new season comes, I'm like, oh, what the heck can I expect from that? Like, mm, sure, no spoilers, but it's not like a character died or anything. It just they changed sort of the um, what is the um. I want to say calamity convention, but that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> the that's uh, t-shirt says something of calamitous intent. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. But anyway, um, the guild, the guild, of calamitous yes. intent. Yes, they um, sort of fell apart and disbanded, and I thought that was interesting. I mean, I guess it's not like a integral part to the everyday plot of the show, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's kind of fun. Um, so there's that. And today was my very first episode while I was working. Um, (laughs) I watched an episode of Rick and Morty. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Um, I am a fan of community and, um, (laughs) and just learning more about Dan Harmon, the creator of community. Um, I learned that he did this cartoon called Rick and Morty and it's like uh, uh, basically a family but um, focuses on Rick who is a grandpa and Morty who is a grandson and Rick is like a lot of people compare it to Back to the Future like he's Doc Brown and then Morty is Marty McFly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But uh, he's really, I mean this is an adult cartoon so he's really like uh, drunken sort of selfish 
uh, blunt Doc Brown. <laughs> and so uh, it's just, it, it was entertaining for sure. Like I can, the jokes were really flying and I was like, wow. Um, actually, after watching the episode while I was working today, I was like, I don't think I can watch anymore while I'm working because I think it's too distracting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not as bad as like, some of the other bad TV that I watch because I don't have to pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely suggest that. And I don't know if I suggested this before, but, um, and it took me some doing to find, like, I don't even think I could post a link in show notes, but, uh, in a recent podcast with Dan Harmon, I also heard that he did some show called heat vision and Jack. Okay. (laughs) And the lore behind this show is really interesting. Like, I can't remember if it was actually coming out of Dan Harmon's mouth in the podcast or if I had heard this in another setting somewhere else. But, um, like, there was a, they, him and some other writer got like a, a deal to write a show and then, things change in Hollywood as they often do. And it looks like they were going to get screwed or, or they had a better deal coming up for something else. So they wanted to get out of this. This is part of the lore that I don't know is true or not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so they came up with this show called heat vision and Jack. (laughs) (laughs) So, and Ben Stiller, he either produced it or he just, introduced the show but i think maybe it was him and dan Harmon had this deal together maybe it was Harmon and some other writer but ben stiller produced it but um anyway the show is about an astronaut named jack and uh, <laughs> something happened to him while he was in space and he became like super smart and he knows everything and his partner um, is his best friend who accidentally like through some sort of like scientific experiment um, because basically because he knew everything when he landed back on earth I think the beginning of the show says like um, they wanted to prod and probe him, prod and probe him and so <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, he went to escape his friend said I'll pick you up and his friend got shot with this experimental weapon that fused him and his motorcycle together. So he vision <laughs> is the name of his talking motorcycle. <laughs> nice. And it was like a half hour comedy and there's only like the pilot episode. And <laughs> like I said, um, I think Chris Hardwick was the one talking about it. Like people were like passing around like, um, pirated VHS of this like thing. Um, around. And so I found it like on two different video hosting websites that like two different parts, like that's how I was able to watch it. (laughs) Um, but it's ridiculous. And I should mention that, like I said, it's Ben Stiller kind of production. And so heat visions voice is Owen Wilson and Jack is of course, Jack black. So nice. (laughs) (laughs) You can find that show. That's another Dan Harmon masterpiece. The first episode is, and the only episode is, ridiculously funny like (laughs) free adult swim like live tv shows this is pretty much at that level on purpose (laughs) so so that's me doing entertainment 
My, uh, I would say my beloved uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I would, uh, I just want to mention if you have access to Amazon Prime uh, instant streaming, uh, for whatever reason, Netflix does not have the HD remasters that they've been doing of The Next Generation. But Amazon Prime has seasons one through six uh, in high definition streaming. Uh, the remastered copies. And I assume they're working on season seven. They just haven't either. It's not quite out yet or, um, or they, they haven't got the rights to stream it yet, but I'm sure they will soon enough. Uh, it's probably just a timing thing, but also oh, that show was actually shot on like film. Yep. Cameras. It was shot on film as well. It was, I think the last, um, the last of the Star Trek, uh, series to be shot on film. So the the original series and then the next generation were both shot on film. And then I think maybe a few episodes of Deep Space Nine or maybe the first season or two were shot on film and they switched to video at some point. Hmm. Nice. That's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they they um and unlike the i think unlike the remasters that they did of the original series recently uh i don't think they've done anything really to the um special effects as far as like i'm sure they've retouched them to like try to get rid of matte lines and stuff but they haven't like done any special editiony type things whereas if you go and watch the hd remasters of um star trek the original series um if you watch the 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 main title episodes, they've actually um, reworked a lot of the special effects. So, like they replaced the 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 film exteriors of the Enterprise um, with actual uh, um, CGI renders and. I think in the in the episode where Captain Kirk fights a Gorn, the Gorn is a CGI character instead of a crazy rubberized suit. Um, oh no way! But the thing that they did that is uh, that that makes it acceptable um, <laughs> is uh, they learned they learned the lesson that George Lucas taught us all, which is uh, they put they also took the HD scans um, and just color timed them and put them on the Blu-ray as well. So if you want to watch the original series as it, the, the original episode as it was aired, that is also, I believe on the Blu-ray. Um, but if you just play the episode like by default without make, without switching any toggles, um, you'll see not only the HD remaster, but with, uh, sort of improved special effects. So, and what I would say too is, a lot of those improved special effects are just the exterior shots of the ship, like firing its phasers or like going in front of the planet or whatever. And they didn't do any like reframing or like trying to jazz that up and make it a more exciting like moving camera or anything. It's just a a CGI version of what you originally saw. Um, I would say that that Gorn fight is probably the most liberally creative they got where they <laughs> where they decided oh we better we should actually make this a cgi character instead of uh instead of having it be a rubber suit and they did it they do a fairly tasteful job of it but um yeah they don't <laughs> they don't add extra droids and make the rock faces extra 
uh, <laughs> hide R2 further into the cave than he originally was for no good reason. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I would recommend that if you want to see uh, – if you're into Star Trek, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, and you have Prime Instant Streaming, uh, seasons one through six are all the HD remasters, and they look uh, they look lovely. They're very nice. Yes. Cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't give that a thought, but I knew that those – listening to Random Trek, I knew that they had remastered them, but um, – yeah, I never give it a thought that that isn't on Netflix. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. I don't know why it's not. Um, but I wonder if at some point during the remastering, someone said, "We'll remaster these, but now we have the rights, so those aren't the rights that Netflix owns to play." Yeah, it could be. It could be something along those lines. It could also just be a Netflix is lazy and hasn't switched them out. Kind right of thing, which. Netflix is, yeah, they're all, they're all like Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra, right? So (laughs) that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the, uh, did you see the Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra t-shirt? No. I will have to look up the link and send it your way. It's amazing. (laughs) It's a, it's meant to be a, uh, it's, it's like a concert t-shirt, like a rock concert t-shirt and it's got, uh, Picard in his like uh his off duty outfit, like kind of the the robe looking outfit that he wears sometimes, but he's holding a guitar uh and he's very clearly jamming out on it and it just says on the front Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra nineteen ninety two. And then the back of the T shirt actually has like tour fake tour dates. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. It's hilarious. Speaking of Roddenberry, um, I cannot speak to this well enough probably because it was uh, maybe it was during our break. But um, I decided for whatever reason, well, as I've just shared, um, I like to watch as I'm image editing for work. And my boss does this as well, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> I like to watch uh, bad shows and movies that I don't quite have to pay attention to so I can work. And there's some noise going on in the background because I find um, listening to podcasts is really hard because I want to pay attention and then I'm not present at work. Mm, yeah. um, <clears throat> so <laughs> what I did was <laughs> – there we go. I watched – some other Roddenberry stuff. Um, and it's really interesting. He um, he was really geeked about doing another show in the 70s. Um, and he tried, I think, I think he might have actually tried three times. And I only watched the first two attempts. But uh, the first one was in 73 and it's called uh, Genesis 2. Hmm. And it's basically this scientist uh, gets frozen in a military experiment. Um, It's basically idiocracy. Uh, (laughs) He gets frozen in a military experiment. Um, They just want to see if they can do cryogenics right. And he's he's like, I'm not going to test it on anyone except myself. Hmm. Um, 
being the uh, repugnant genius that he is. And then <laughs> um, he doesn't get woken up the next day. And then there's like World War Three and all this stuff. And he wakes up in the future. And so there's these different uh, people fighting in the future. <laughs> and what's interesting is in this world uh, where he gets frozen, there's like, it's kind of ridiculous to think of but maybe not because we're almost there um there's this high speed subterranean shuttle that can take you from like california to washington dc or something Mm -hmm. like there's this whole system yeah the hyperloop underground yes exactly um and so that is still working even after this horrible like nuclear holocaust that's taking place in the world. And <laughs> so that's how they get around and travel. And so it was basically Genesis two was a pilot movie for a TV show. And then they wanted to, you know, it's, you know, baby basically a Buck Rogers story. Like he's from the past and he's going to teach these future people how to live. And <laughs> it never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so then the next year um, they make a movie and it's called Planet Earth. And basically it's like episode two, like the doctor, <laughs> they don't do the whole like introduce the doctor thing. They just, you just kind of see him and like they make mention like that he was awoken and stuff <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it was uh and like again, I think this these are both like T V movies and they I think they're part of a DVD collection of Roddenberry stuff that you can get. So mm. um Genesis two two. <laughs> yes. It was called Planet Earth. I think <laughs> the third one is like Spectre or something like that, but I could be wrong. Maybe that's a different project altogether. But um they well, they were interesting to watch. Well, yeah, wasn't there a TV show in the 90s that was... Andromeda, right? Oh, maybe Andromeda was is it. I, I thought there was one that was um, oh. some, something Earth. I can't remember what it was. and But it I... was based on a bunch of stuff that he wrote. But he was... I think he had passed away by, that, by the time they were actually making it. And I friggin' love that show. Earth Final Conflict, I think, is what it was called. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. That show I really dug a lot. Um, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of like, the aliens showed up and they immediately, like, joined with every government and they were just here to help. And um, they, to make a better image, they sort of, like, drafted... Um, earth people to be their emissaries and they sort of communicated through like a hive mind with each other. Um, but the earthlings didn't. And so they were still mostly autonomous earthlings, but there was still something possibly sinister about these aliens, but not really. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was a nice little balance. And so you sort of, you sort of followed like one of the guys who was sort of drafted into the alien police force and um so and then you sort of saw like how there was like one alien who seemed to be like the nice one and then the other ones weren't and <laughs> yeah yeah i really enjoyed it and at some point like the star of the show left and so they had to like 
kill him and replace him with someone. And even after that, like the show was okay, but they started to possibly nuke the fridge and jump the shark a bit. <laughs> <laughs> they did both in the same, uh, in the same season. Yeah. Yes, this is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the first um, Genesis 2, that uh, Rod Perry 1973 movie, the main character is basically, um, his name is Alex Cord, but he is Angel from Airwolf, the guy with the eye patch. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, and then, then the next one, he didn't come back for it. And so you get um, the actor... Uh, John Saxon, um, who's been, again, in a lot of things. But um, the first thing that pops up here on uh, IMDb is Enter the Dragon. And he is like, (laughs) he is, um, I think he's like the only sort of um, guy invited to the tournament that might actually be friendly with Bruce. (laughs) Hmm. So... Um, slightly balding, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he's like more of the action guy, obviously, from Enter the Dragon in the first movie. The other guy's just, uh, I'm intelligent. You should listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been some of my adventures in bad, um, aside from what we do on Film From. Yes. Which we'll be um, back next week with. Yes. Next Thursday is Film Frown, and uh, we will have... We were watching Deep Blue Sea, which apparently there was a movie last year called that, but mm. no, this one's from 1999, and it has LL Cool J in it. So Awesome. <laughs> and Thomas Jane, <laughs> uh, who's in the new film Vice right now. So Is the recent one a remake, or is the recent one have nothing to do with the... I think... I think it has like nothing to do with it. Like okay. I think it's I think it's an emotional drama, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And so I was like, oh what oh okay, it's from two thousand eleven, but it's uh yeah. <laughs> the wife of a British judge is caught in a self destructive love affair with a Royal Air Force pilot. Hmm. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> I can totally see how cool Jay of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're watching a film that's described searching for a cure to Alzheimer's disease. A group of scientists and an isolated research facility become the bait. Mm. Samuel L. Jackson is in it too, but hello, Cool J, come on. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that so that'll be, be next Thursday at 7, live, uh-huh, for sure. Um, and we will be, our guest is Jacob Cook from Mark OS and Citizen uh, Web. That's right, former guest of uh, Montreal Sauce, friend of the show. Yes, he is, uh, he actually posted yesterday or today that he is all set for the show because... Um, he posted a picture saying he's ready for the show. I'm not nice. seeing my feed. How terrible. Nice. But 
Yeah. <laughs> he posted a picture of the dancing sharks from the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Just awesome. Yes. So, yeah, I can rattle on about more shows, which is either cool or not cool with me. But, uh, yeah, we can probably wrap it up. Um, so definitely uh, check out Film Frown next week and Thursday. Uh, in two weeks, we'll be back with Montreal Sauce. I don't have a guest, but I will definitely post it on Twitter. So follow us at Montreal Sauce, one word, and I will post when I get a guest. I have two people lined up for April. Everyone's ready to do April, but I don't have a lot of February. <laughs> February and March, and March are a little open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, as soon as I have that, I'll let you know. And again, jump on Twitter and uh, tweet any questions you have using the hashtag AskSauce, all one word. And uh, we will do that. Awesome. Yes. And then, um, again, February 21st is someday. I have declared it. Uh, so come up with something that is on your someday list and get ready to do that. Check out someday.org. Um, and... That's about all the stuff I can say. Paul would like to remind you to go to iTunes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind, take a moment. I know we're all busy. We talked about it this whole show, but if you could take a moment and go to iTunes and give us a rating or review, uh, that would be super helpful to uh, kind of boost us, help other people find the show. Uh, and, uh, you know, as always, you can, you can always go into your podcast client of choice and hit the recommend button as well. Like overcast has a nice little favorite button and you can recommend episodes to your friends, but, uh, we would appreciate it. That would be lovely. And thank you. Oh, do I have a recommend button? I'm excited now. Yeah, a lot more. Uh, a lot of podcast clients are starting to add like a share button or a recommend button, um, and they'll post those things into Twitter or 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 what have you. But yes. uh, Overcast actually has its own like uh, podcast directory, which I think it uses iTunes to kind of validate. But um, you can star an episode, and then if other people uh, are on Overcast as well. And they happen to be friends with you on Twitter or follow you on Twitter. They'll see your recommendations inside of Overcast, which is kind of cool, too. Cool. And on Android, on my Podcast Addict app, I can favorite a podcast or I can share it or both. Sweet. And I can do that individually with episodes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for staying up with us if you're on the East Coast. And thanks for interrupting your dinner if you're way on the West. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and if you do uh, do a project uh, on your someday in Feb day, uh, let us know. We want to hear about it. Um, and uh, and maybe we can talk to you about it on the show or uh, or point people to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we can definitely share after the fact. And uh, even now, if you have an idea or questions, you can use the hashtag someday2015, which is what I'm using for this year. And I need to start following that and posting what people say. 
Yeah. So talk to me anytime you want on uh, the Twitter, which is uh, my handle is at sick days, which is S-I-K-K-D-A-Y-S. And I'm also on cupcake.io, but most of those guys already know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also on cupcake.io as Paul D. And I have the same handle on Twitter so that my brand is consistent at Paul D on Twitter. Yeah, and if you uh, if you are having a hard time with a podcast because you live in an age of imagery and things like that, well, I'll just let you know that uh, we both have avatars on the website that are cartoons because we're far too beautiful to show <laughs> our real faces. But if you must know, you can always go to pauld.sexy and see Paul. It's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think i might have a sign off for film frown but i need to i need to work on that yeah and there we go see cupcake is already saying yes we do already know your handles <laughs> awesome i love it so we've got to come up with a good sign off for montreal sauce after three seasons <laughs> yeah so Enjoy your evening, folks. That's right. Shut off the live feed and um, go to sleep. We will catch you next time. I'm stopping recording and entering my iron lung.